This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. My name is Judy Cho, and I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. I work with clients to get to root cause healing, and oftentimes that is with a meat based elimination diet to do some gut healing. If you haven't checked out my book, it is called Carnivore Cure, and it is all things about meat based nutrition. It also has a meat based elimination diet where you can use foods and how to properly eliminate foods and then reintroduce it to see if your body is ready to take them on. I highly recommend the book. There are over 250 graphics and charts and tables that you can reference for years to come. Okay, so today is part two of a two part series on discussing stress and minerals. So I will be reviewing several hair mineral tests. I'm not going to get into too much detail because I really think that you should work with a practitioner to do hair mineral tests. I don't think you should just get the test done and then kind of do some guesswork. There are some pointers I can kind of give you, even if you don't ever do a hair mineral test,、um, but it's just something to consider. There are so many practitioners you can work with that are、um, skillfully trained.、Um, I even did training myself to do this hair mineral test. So I would highly recommend working with someone and not just getting it on your own and then interpreting yourself. What I really want to do in this episode is really talk through. Minerals. So it's not really about the hair mineral test. It's kind of just the proof in the pudding about it. But it's really to talk about how hard it is to manage our minerals and how it gets so affected by stress. And so this is really about managing electrolytes, minerals, and why you may just feel a little rundown, why your thyroid, your adrenals may have imbalance. It goes back to stress. And that is why the first part of this whole series is. About stress and how to manage that. And this is really about now how can we better manage minerals, how we know that there's a deficiency, and then how I'm using hair minerals to kind of see that. But it's not about selling a hair mineral test. So let's get right into it. Okay, so in the first episode, we talked about how mineral corticoids are managed by our adrenals and that this is 
the aldosterone hormone is what dictates how much salt is in our body. And this will highly be affected by your stress levels. Remember, and one of the things that we see when we have long-term stress responses is a retention of sodium. We see increased blood pressure, which again is managed by that aldosterone hormone from our adrenals. Okay. So this is what a hair mineral test looks like. There are several of them, but this is one. Um, This is somebody that is a slow oxidizer, meaning that their metabolism is a little bit slow. Their thyroid adrenal function is a little slow. You know, when you look at this, it's like, what does this all mean? Um, Obviously, this is the reference range where we want to kind of be at this level right here. But we see things like calcium is kind of high, magnesium is really high, and then you see sodium, potassium is kind of low, and then you see all these other ones. Um, And then there's toxic elements, which are the heavy metals. So there's uh, uranium, arsenic, beryllium, mercury, cadmium, lead, and aluminum. So before I talk through the hair mineral test, I really want to talk through minerals and the importance of them. So they are the spark plugs of things kind of happening. So without these kind of ignitions or spark plugs to just let things happen, things won't happen in the body. Sometimes, interestingly, we will use heavy metals because they're the same weight and size as a good mineral. And the body will just kind of use it temporarily to just get things to happen in the body. So that's why it's a little tricky to just kind of detox the heavy metals. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. But when you look at this mineral interaction, there's just a lot going on. So, you know, the question always was in my mind is if we just supplement magnesium, how do we know how that affects everything else? Because there are synergists where minerals work together and there's antagonists where minerals work against each other. And they basically compete to kind of work for the same spot in a cell or in the body. And so if you think about all of that, my logical kind of upbringing and schooling was that let the body do its own work. And even in the carnivore dogma space, it's um, just let meat do its trick. But As I've done over 50 hair mineral tests at this point, probably more than that, potassium is just one of those that are constantly deficient. And as I understand more of the priority of how the body uses all the minerals and so on and so forth, it makes sense. And we'll we'll get into that today. But a lot of people in the ketogenic space believe that you don't need to supplement potassium, that it's really sodium and sodium and potassium are on this lever or this pump. So the body will kind of balance itself out. Maybe it's also because a lot of keto folks eat um, a lot of avocados, which is high in potassium. Maybe that's why too, but there's just this kind of thought where maybe you don't need a ton of potassium. And then there are also people that, you know, get scared where um, they maybe overdid the potassium. They had an imbalance and they were in the hospital once when they first went keto. So my thought always was, why don't we just use some Soleil water, which is basically unrefined salt, You leave it in a glass jar overnight, the water becomes saturated and the minerals are more unbound so that you can better absorb them and that they're more bioavailable. And so for a lot of my clients, that actually really works and um, they feel really well. But the thing is, what I noticed is that my clients were still having thyroid imbalances or they were not losing the weight. And so that's when I started to look into minerals. Most of my clients with some of the Soleil water, maybe some of the magnesium topical spray at night they will help them reduce any kind of leg cramps in the middle of the night, um, feeling dizzy and all of the electrolyte imbalances. But I guess what I was realizing is that over time with the thyroid, maybe we need to do a little bit more support. And the first kind of clue into this was when I was getting into iodine. So iodine is also a mineral. Iodine is really important for thyroid health. Again, I've said this many times now, but 
your T3 and T4 are produced from good proteins and iodine. So this is why minerals are so important. And then when you supplement iodine, then you probably need to take some selenium. And so I just started getting into the minerals and I realized, oh, maybe people's thyroid isn't healing as quickly because maybe they need a little bit of a boost in terms of minerals. And so that is how the whole hair mineral thing came about. I still believe that you should always start with a little bit of Soleil water. Not everyone needs it, but most people would do better. If you're not able to take Soleil water, it may be just a mineral imbalance and it's causing kind of um, a Herxheimer reaction, or it could just, you know, cause another imbalance, but that doesn't mean that it's just not working. So if we go now to the hair mineral test, and I'm just going to share a few case studies as to now, you know, how I understand what why often we need the sodium and the potassium. And then hopefully this will kind of give you guys an idea if you're not able to balance your minerals, maybe your thyroid is a little imbalanced and you just need more support. So this person is a slow metabolizer, which means that their metabolism is a little bit slow and their thyroid and their adrenal function is probably slower. Now, 80% of the world based off the hair tissue mineral worlds um, is a slow oxidizer. So when people say it's the food you're eating or this and that, no, it's most people, I think the based on our stress levels are slow metabolizers. So if you're a fast metabolizer, we kind of want to get your metabolism to slow down a little bit. If you're a slow metabolizer, we want you to try to get your metabolism to get faster. So this person has a very kind of typical uh, slow oxidizer profile Hey guys, just to let you know, my Carnivore Cure book is back in stock. For nine months, it was out of print and used prices were up to $300. Make sure to get your copy today that has over 200 colored tables and graphics and over 400 pages of meaty goodness. We have a limited supply, so get your copy today on Amazon.com. And if you can leave a review, I'd be super grateful. We want to look at the first four. So the first four, we call them the kind of first line of minerals. They're probably the most important. And then oftentimes when we get the four first four balance, which is calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium, oftentimes when we get them balanced, the rest will kind of balance um, and come into play. Now, if everything is really low, then sometimes we want to just have it maybe like a general multi-mineral. Um, we can take individual ones, but I first like to focus on the first four and try to get those into balance. But if you look here, if you think about the stress response, we've talked about this, sodium is the first thing that the adrenals will try to use to balance stress. And then if you remember that stress and potassium are on this kind of balance, um, then your, your body's next response will be then to use the potassium. And then the thing is, once you are sort of low on your sodium, so your sodium's just being constantly used, and then same thing with potassium, well, then your magnesium and calcium will get imbalanced. Magnesium will basically bleed out um, or be lost because you don't have enough sodium to kind of manage that. And so again, this is where knowing minerals and how they interact is super important. Zinc is also lost with low sodium. And then calcium in general, especially in with excess, will slow down the thyroid. So for this person, they're not super high in calcium, 
but they're kind of high and you see the magnesium is really high. Now, somebody that doesn't know how to read this will probably say, wow, you have too much magnesium. You should lower it. Yes, that can be kind of true sometimes, but in general, based off the sodium and potassium, I know that this person is bleeding out their magnesium. And so I think magnesium can do good for them. Maybe take a little bit at night because magnesium is a relaxant and potassium is actually a stimulant. Now, this person is really low in cobalt, and cobalt normally is an indication that you need more stomach acid. So my first thing, and if this client was working with me, I'd also have done the symptom burden, but I would look into, okay, so the cobalt is almost non-existent for this person. Maybe this person actually needs more stomach acid to even break down their foods and get the minerals from the foods as they need. Now, we think that most of our meats and foods have a lot of minerals, but the reality is that our soils are getting depleted more and more of nutrients. I have a table in the Carnivore Cure book where it shows certain vegetables and fruits that are really low in minerals. So obviously plants are not the thing. Lots of anti-nutrients. The biggest thing they do is bind to minerals, so they're not ideal either. But our even if our grass-fed cows are eating the grass, the soils of the grass are just not as nutrient-dense. So We may, with our stress added to that, we may just need a little bit of mineral balancing for a short bit. Okay, so this is the second page of the results, and this is just a little snippet of it. I didn't share everything, but these are the significant ratios. So we basically want this to be balanced in the white area where it's defined as acceptable. So your calcium phosphorus ratio is the first one, and obviously you can see in this person they're really high, and that is your digestion. So it's obvious that this person needs support with digestion because the imbalance of calcium being very high compared to phosphorus is notice. The second one, the sodium to potassium, this is related to your energy, your vitality, and it's low. So I wouldn't be surprised if this person is showing low energy and maybe needs a little bit of support. And this is where your sole water and that sodium, the unrefined salt will do good for you. The third one, the calcium potassium is related to your thyroid. So if you see here, both the calcium and the phosphorus and the calcium and the potassium are both high, meaning that the calcium is a lot higher than phosphorus and potassium. This is also showing that this person has a thyroid imbalance, right? So the calcium is much higher than the potassium. And so again, we want to get this person into the acceptable range. Zinc to copper is your sex hormone ratio. Now I know in this one, it looks like, oh, okay, they're in the white range and they look pretty good. But when I go to the hair mineral, the kind of the individual level, you see that their zinc and copper are both low. So they actually do need some support. So the ratios are really important. But the individual ones, you kind of want to look at them too. So NAMG or sodium magnesium, this is your adrenal ratio. And this is the most common one that I see depleted in most of my clients. If you look here, they're very, very low. So they're at 0.24 and you kind of want them to be at 4.0. So this to me, I know that they're overusing their adrenals, whether it's their diet. And this is again, where I need to interview my client and work with them of what's the stress from. Is it environmental? Is it that you have a mold issue? Is it heavy metals? Um, This test and then talking with them will help me to realize where is your stress coming from. Just taking some salt is not going to fix this, right? You need to work at the core of what is causing the stress. And then again, balancing that. And that's what the first full episode was all about. The calcium magnesium ratio is your blood sugar. So oftentimes if you're low and this person is low, 
it's a higher chance they'll be hyperglycemic and meaning that oftentimes their blood sugar will be consistently higher. If the blood sugar is really high where the CalMag ratio is higher, that oftentimes means that they will be hypoglycemic, meaning their blood sugar will often be running low. And so these are really important markers to understand how minerals can affect kind of everything else. The last one is related to iron and copper. And then this is related to your immune health. Depending on if it's high or low, it will normally mean that you are susceptible to virus or bacteria. So this person looks okay in that area, but we would want to, again, focus first on digestion, thyroid, and the adrenals. Okay, so this is case study number two. This person is also a slow oxidizer. So if you see, this is the kind of epitome of where adrenals are overly exhausted. Again, sodium and potassium is really low. Um, This client of mine, she takes soleil water pretty much every day. She salts her food leisurely, and you can see that she's still deficient in sodium. That to me shows that she has a lot of stress in her life. Um, I know that she doesn't supplement potassium because I've never recommended it. Um, But you see also that her magnesium and her calcium are really, really high. Now, when I talk to my client, this person doesn't really use a lot of magnesium, maybe uses a topical spray at night. So I know for sure through all these case studies that this person is actually just bleeding out the magnesium. And then you also see a really high calcium. If you look at the number, it's 256, but if you are anything above about 170, they call this the calcium shell. So this person, I would not be surprised, now has kind of like soft tissue calcium buildup and it can manifest as joint pain, stiffness. So if you imagine waking up um, in the morning and then you feel kind of back pain, we always say that's related to your adrenals, but it's the calcium buildup. Now, this person does not consume calcium supplements. They don't really eat a ton of dairy and they don't have like eggshells and things like that. So I know that they're releasing calcium from their bones. So this person has a higher chance of osteopenia, osteoporosis. And so I had to talk with this client and basically say, you need to work on your stress because if you don't, you're going to really have brittle bones and this um, is not going to look good over time. Now, this person eats a meat-based diet. And if you see all the minerals are low, as much as meat, meat has so much zinc, again, if you look, the zinc is pretty low. Now, if you have low salt, you will have low zinc. And if you remember, calcium also slows the thyroid. So I wouldn't be surprised why this person can't really lose the weight until this person manages their minerals and not by supplementing calcium or magnesium, but, you know, maybe supplementing a little bit of sodium with the soleil water, maybe doing some of the potassium, but working on the stress. As much as this person looks like she has really high magnesium, I would recommend her taking some supplementation of magnesium because she's already losing it. One way she can kind of work on breaking down the calcium shell is by taking some iodine because it helps with that, but also taking some K2 to kind of ensure the bones and the calcium will stay within the bones and not kind of um, released out into the body. This person should not be taking vitamin D. The chance of this person having low vitamin D is really high. And um, on their serum levels, their vitamin D is in the 20s. Now, I personally don't recommend taking vitamin D because your body has innate wisdom. Maybe it's trying to have the calcium not go into places it shouldn't be. And that's why the vitamin D is intentionally low. That's an indication that we need to work on balancing minerals 
rather than supplementing the vitamin D. Not everyone agrees with me here, but I just think that everyone's supplementing vitamin D, everyone's supplementing magnesium, but I don't see people getting wholly better just from doing that. So it's just something to consider. Maybe we manage our stressors and then we just don't need as much of the vitamin D. Consider K2 if your calciums are imbalanced like this. Okay, so this is case study number three. Um, So similar things, again, potassium isn't that high. Uh, Magnesium is through the roof. And then their copper is really high. So whenever I see copper that's really imbalanced, I sometimes recommend just stopping the organ meats. Um, Oftentimes that will affect the balance of that. Sometimes it's because the magnesium is high. So it's kind of tricky. We just got to see what we can use as lovers. But this person's cobalt is really high. When cobalt is high, again, it can mean that you need some hydrochloric acid. It might mean that you're deficient in vitamin B12. And it could also mean that you have liver imbalances where you need to support the liver. I have many more case studies I can show you. What I really want to show you is that when you're a slow oxidizer and you are highly stressed, you are going to burn through your sodium and your potassium. So you may feel better because you don't want to add salt, but it's not because your body actually doesn't need the salt. You might've been just so stressed and then it causes an imbalance with your potassium. So you kind of band-aid the symptoms by just not adding any salt. I would really reconsider that and think about maybe you have an imbalance in minerals. Um, Most people I know need a little bit of salt. Salt is life. It helps to produce stomach acid and it does a lot of other things. So it's just something to consider. This person does have a little bit of aluminum, a heavy metal. So one thing I'll say about heavy metals is again, your body may be using heavy metals to temporarily offset some of the minerals missing to still get things to function in the body. You never want to chelate without supporting the body first. I am not of any mindset where you should attack the body before you heal the body and strengthen the body. So as you balance the minerals, sometimes the next uh, retest will show more um, heavy metals releasing, and then your body might just be able to release the minerals on its own. If it doesn't, later down the road, you may consider chelating. And I highly recommend working with a really good professional with chelating heavy metals, because if you do it wrong, you could just circulate heavy metals. And if it circulates into the brain, it is really hard to remove it from the brain. So what I really want you guys to get from this is that when you are stressed, you will burn through your sodium. And then kind of like the next mineral that burns through is your potassium. So most people I see, unless they're supplementing, um, their sodium will be low, their potassium will be low. And then it's the magnesium and calcium that gets really wonky. And then everything else can be low, high, depending on supplementation depending on their gut, depending on other imbalances. Water retention is really common and swelling when your copper is high. So if you are eating a lot of organ meats and then you're not using salt, but then you add salt and you think, oh my gosh, the salt is making me swell, it might be an excess in copper. Now you need zinc to balance copper, but again, if your sodium is low, there's a high chance your zinc will be low. And then remember, zinc is needed for stomach acid. And so if your zinc is low, you can't even break down your minerals. So again, it's this kind of vicious cycle and just complexities of mineral balancing. So what does this mean for you? Basically, if you are not able to balance your electrolytes and you know you have a slow thyroid or slow functioning metabolism, here's just some tips that you may want to try. Um, I obviously recommend a hair mineral test, but if you need gut work, I first say focus on that because you can shovel in as many minerals as you want. But if your gut is not absorbing minerals, even from your foods, it's you're going to spin your wheels for no reason. So one, work on the gut, make sure you have enough stomach acid, make sure you're absorbing your nutrients through your small intestine. 
And then from there, if you're still not balancing, um, you may want to do a hair mineral, but here's some basic tips. Um, I think that everyone would do well with some Soleil water. Not everyone does. I do have some clients that say they just don't like it. So they just add salt separately. Totally fine. If that works for you, obviously listen to your body. Um, a lot of my clients will use about one teaspoon to one tablespoon in the morning. And then some people use another batch in the afternoon. I'll leave that up to you. But if you notice you're getting leg cramps, um, heart palpitations, you just are always imbalanced. You feel kind of slow, energy's low. You feel kind of dizzy, all of these things. You may want to do a few electrolyte supplementations. So one thing I would say is, so I'm still not a fan of the electrolyte powders because they kind of give you everything at once. And I just think it's, doesn't always work that way. So for example, if you use avocado with some salt, how do you know if the sodium's being balanced or the potassium when they're antagonists, right? So you want to almost take the potassium separately from the salt. So what I recommend normally is you do a little bit of Soleil water. Um, and then sometime in the morning, you may want to do a little bit of potassium. Uh, that will really depend on your own needs. But I think between 300 to maybe 800 is okay. Start slow, take care of your bodies. If you struggle with blood pressure and all of these things, always work with your doctor. Um, so Soleil water, a little bit of potassium. You can try a little bit of vitamin C. Vitamin C is also like potassium and it's a stimulant. You want to get the kind of higher quality. So liposomal or camu camu are really good. You could start with maybe 300 to 500 milligrams in the morning. Some of my clients feel anxiety, but some people feel a little bit more of a burst in energy. You can also do the lemon, um, the lemon route where you squeeze just fresh lemon into your water and drink that. That'll give you some boost of natural vitamin C as well. If you have struggles with keeping your bone health good, if you have struggles with osteopenia, osteoporosis, I consider K2. K2 will really help with keeping the calcium intact in your bones. Magnesium is a good option to try at night. Um, it again is a, um, a relaxant. If your magnesium gets really low on your hair minerals, you have a risk of heart or having a heart attack. So you can use a topical spray. You may want to supplement a little bit. I'm a little still kind of on the fence about that, but magnesium spray can do wonders. But at the core of everything, work on the gut, make sure you're absorbing your nutrients and minerals from your uh, foods. If you're eating a lot of plant foods with your uh, meats, you may want to pause on that because again, plant foods bind to your minerals and you don't kind of want to do that. And then the biggest thing is you have to manage your stress. The person that I was showing that has a really high calcium and magnesium probably has some trauma work that they need to deal with. Think about when your calcium is really high in your body Think about when you take a shower and you see kind of scum on the, the window. That scum is calcium buildup, right? So that calcium buildup is essentially what's happening in your body. So when you're stressed, 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 you don't have enough potassium and sodium to balance that. Um, and your body starts building up this kind of calcium wall to manage your stress. So you may become more uh, rigid. You may become more just like, I need to deal thing with things in life. And you become very kind of almost emotionless. And then you're just kind of dealing with life with this kind of wall up. And the thing is, we want to break down that wall so that you can actually have better health. And so sometimes when we are focused on breaking that calcium wall down, you may go through periods of emotional highs and lows and, you know, just a lot of things that will affect your kind of mental health um, efforts. So you really want to work with someone, work with a therapist to kind of do some of that trauma work. There's so many different kinds that you can use. You can try tapping, you can do EMDR, you can use cognitive behavioral 
therapy. Um, some people even do hypnosis. So just figure out how you can really learn to manage your stress because that will ultimately help you to balance your minerals. One thing I just want to say before I go is that so many people say, let's just you need minerals to balance. Um, I mean, you need vegetables to balance your minerals. And again, our soils are so depleted of minerals. And so it's kind of funny that people say that because maybe if any argument can be done with the plants is that they make you retain water and that retention of water will maybe make you think you have more minerals. But I mean, this test is mostly made for non-carnivores. So it's just something to think about. It's not because it's a meat-based diet that's causing you to have a mineral imbalance. If anything, meat has the most bioavailable, easily nutritionally available nutrients that you can absorb. It's just our stress in our lives and our soils being depleted is just causing mineral imbalances. So maybe we do need a supplement for a little bit, but be smart about it. If you take a powder that has kind of everything together and you know that minerals are this um, kind of balancing beam of everything, then how do you know what's getting absorbed by the body? And there's also on top of all of that, there are higher qualities of minerals you can take than others. So just something to think about, um, something to consider. And so I really wanted to share this video because I was wrong about potassium. I have always said that you want to take some Soleil water in the morning and then maybe some magnesium at night, and then you really don't need minerals, but I will say I was wrong. (laughs) So just after so many different hair mineral tests, potassium is normally, I am surprised if it's even in the white section of the hair mineral test. Just something to consider. If you feel like you're gaining weight on a carnivore diet, you may want to try a little bit of potassium in the morning. That helps to be a stimulant, helps to get things kind of going in the body. Okay, guys, I hope that this was helpful. I hope it wasn't too technical. Just really listen to your body. And if you are feeling just like sluggish metabolism and thyroid and adrenals, it's just something you may want to consider. There are things that are called like an adrenal cocktail. You don't have to add all of the sugary, um, the sugary recommendations like orange juice, but you can do maybe a little bit of potassium, a little bit of lemon water, um, some water and a little bit of salt, and then start your morning with that. Um, this, these concoctions can help just stimulate your body, but most of all, please manage your stress. Okay. If this episode was helpful, please make sure to subscribe. Please make sure to share. And I hope that you figure out your electrolyte mineral balancing journey. All right, guys, you know the drill. Make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. Take care, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com slash groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and The Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.